Is it time to press the panic button yet for the Cincinnati Bearcats in conference realignment? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day, or in this case, your second listen. This is an emergency bonus podcast, and I am joined today by the host of Lockdown Big 12, Josh Neighbors. I'm, of course, Alex Frank, your host of Lockdown Bearcats each and every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. We're up to 307 and counting, so keep those subscribers coming. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Josh Neighbors, the Lockdown Big 12 host, joining me today. And Josh, thank you, um, first off, for coming on what is an emergency bonus podcast because there is so much happening right now with conference realignment. And I'm just going to ask you because this, these are the two questions I think Bearcats fans want to know the answers to the most. Where do the Bearcats and the Big 12 stand right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're fine, right? I think they're going to be in a, a fine position right now. I think it's totally cool. Um, you know, I, I think they're in a spot where nothing's going to happen to them. I don't think they'd be too worried. I know some people have shared concerns about that, but I, I really am not too worried about their position right now in the Big 12. I fully expect those four new schools to, to come in and assimilate. And I, I know that there's been some talk about, hey, well, uh, would the four Pac-12 schools, potentially even six Pac-12 schools that would be coming into the Big 12, would they be upset that there's four new schools coming in, more people to share the pie with? But no, I think it's a situation where you're kind of at a more the merrier type point uh, for the Big 12. You know, the more teams, the stronger your position, the more you kind of solidify yourself. Obviously, performance is a big, a big thing, but... No, I, I would not be too concerned if I was Cincinnati. Sure, whenever you see teams move around, whenever you see, uh, you know, the, the the big guns get even bigger with Big Ten and with SEC, there's going to be some concern, sure, but I'm not too worried if I'm a Cincinnati Bearcats fan. Okay, so what are you hearing about the Big 12? Because I've been reading stuff this week that they may go after four teams that are in the Pac-12, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State being mentioned. I've also seen Oregon and Washington. So what are you hearing, Josh, about the Big 12? What schools could they target? Yes, so the conversation this week was around four schools. It was reported at multiple outlets, but the four schools really off the top of the head was Colorado, the two Arizona schools, Arizona and Arizona State, as well as Utah. Now, there was some talk about Washington and Oregon as well, but I think you know it's it might be a bit of a waiting game for those two schools. Like a few factors here. One, Notre Dame. It seems like that would be the Big Ten's next target, would be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to see if they could give up their independence to join the Big Ten Conference, and then maybe they'd go from there to add more schools. Oregon and Washington also might be waiting on uh, you know, what's happening right now with their television negotiation, the Pac-12. They just opened it up a little bit earlier than we thought they would. So George Klyavkov is exploring those television options now. 30-day window for ESPN and Fox to make initial offers, and then they can go outside of that. I do not think Fox would be very interested, most likely because 
you'd assume that they just help solicit, uh, you know, solicit that move for USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, which obviously they are aligned with from a television standpoint, at least right now. We expect that partnership to most likely continue past, um, you know, moving forward. We'll see what their television deal ends up being. And so, uh, you know, we'll see what ESPN offers. Maybe they go outside that 30-day window and see what they can get from other places, such as an Amazon Prime, such as a Paramount Plus, CBS, you know, those places, Hulu, uh, you know, all of those places might be interested in offering something to Pac-12, but I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the appetite will be. So I think it's in the best interest of the, uh, of the Big 12 Conference to be aggressive and to explore if they could get – Oregon and Washington into the conference because those are the biggest two gets they could, you know, reasonably right now, it feels like Oregon and Wisconsin are the two best gets right now the conference could have. So let me ask you this. Do you fear that the big 12 could be left on the outside of this conference realignment? That is, I think only just beginning. Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm sure there is, there is some fears here with that. I mean, I think everybody's afraid, but I think they're less afraid than they were before. I mean, you, you know, you had to think that, you know, I, we were having conversations before this about, hey, is the Big 12 still a Power 5 league? That was a big talking point. And now there are talks about could the Big 12 become one of the biggest three leagues? Will they have an opportunity to do that? Obviously, ACC is locked in with a pretty long, pretty lucrative contract. I know there were talks about an ACC, Pac-12, loose partnership, but I'm not really sure what good that does for the ACC and what good it does, um, you know, for ESPN. ESPN has a fantastic television partnership in their eyes with the ACC. They're getting Florida State. They're getting Clemson. They are getting Miami. They're getting Virginia Tech. They're getting all of those schools. They're getting Duke and Carolina. And they're getting them for a really good price in the market. Now, those schools might want to break free of that, but it would take a move from an outside place to go and do it. So, Obviously, the ACC is kind of there, almost in a state of limbo. You know, I think we know all their team, the teams that are there would like to leave, but they can't leave due to how long the contract is unless they want to go to court. And I'm sure they might do that. So there is some talk about, okay, what happens there? But I, I don't think the ACC, I mean, the ACC is kind of being held up by a bad television, deal, to be honest. Like it's actually, it's almost worked in their favor. The deal is so good for ESPN. They have no reason to break that thing up. And think about it this way. Why would ESPN want to break up the ACC and ex- a, a conference they have exclusive rights for right now on a really good deal and then yeah. send those teams to another conference, which they already have exclusive rights for, then jack up the price of that conference. That doesn't make much sense for me from a business perspective. So I think the big 12 here is in the catbird seat of uh, the non sec, non big 10 conferences to be a mover and shaker. I think they're, they're, you know, out of the pac 12, out of the ACC and out of the uh, big 12, I would, I would lean towards the big 12 right now and be able to get more things done and add more teams. I don't see an, uh, an Oregon and Washington wanting to join an ACC right now. So that's why I think, the Big 12 is kind of in the catbird sea, especially if the Big 10 takes a step back and kind of uh, puts on some patience right now. So let me ask you this. So you're saying that you think the Big 12, because I, I've seen the expression is going to play some offense in this round of conference realignment. So you're expecting the Big 12 to go out and recruit these schools from the Pac-12, maybe the ACC, 
to come into their conference so they don't get left out on the outside and that they could be a part of a big three, which, I mean, we could be heading there, Josh. Yeah, it feels like that's what we're, you know, a big two for sure. The question is who else comes in and makes it a big three, uh, I think, right now, which is really sad. I don't like having this conversation. And there's also conversations about, hey, will conferences be kicking out teams? But, look, the Big 12 is in no position to have that kind of talk right now. I think it's all about being the aggressive team. Obviously, Brett Yormark is going to step in here pretty soon. You know, there's conversations about, hey, who is going to be taking the podium next week? I'd assume it's Brett Yormark. I know he has not officially begun yet, but why would you have Bob Bowlesby go out there? Why would you have him be involved at all in anything involving what the conference's future looks like, especially from a television contract standpoint? So to me, right now, this is this is the Big 12's time to be aggressive and see if they can grow and really become, you know, not an island of misfit toys, but like for a lot of the schools that felt like they might be left out, you know, there's some really good brands that they're going to get there, but they can be a place, uh, you know, kind of a safe harbor for those schools and then, you know, see what goes, see what happens from there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what a time for Brett Yormark to step right in. Here you go. Conference realignment is picking up steam like we've never seen it before. Josh, I want to ask you after a word from Bet Online about the ACC's television deal with ESPN because there's one game in particular that if ESPN were to lose, it would be a gigantic loss, and it's on the hardwood. I'll ask you that question after a word from betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, which already concluded, and Major League Baseball, which there really aren't a lot of great division races in that sport right now. There is one, though. That's the NL East. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so two things I want to make clear before we continue the conversation. I'm Alex Frank, host of Lockdown Bearcats, Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12. My guest, two things I'm making clear. One is I had taken off from uh, recording June 24th, Friday, June 24th. And I didn't feel great about that decision after the fact. So this is to make up for that day. So that's why we're getting the uh, sponsors in from that day today. And this is not, you see this hat says Miami. This is not Josh and for anybody uh, watching, this is not Miami, Ohio. I do not wear anything associated with that school. This is a Miami South Beach hat. And and you can see the, the script writing right here, South Beach. So, there you go. If you were worried I was representing Miami, Ohio, absolutely not. And when do I ever represent a school that Ben Roethlisberger went to? Anyway, Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12, my guest today here on Lockdown Bearcats. So, Josh, you mentioned the ACC and their television deal with ESPN. That, you know, there's there was a rumor that went out yesterday. Not a rumor. There was a tweet that was out yesterday. Uh, Brandon Keith of Swimstream saying that the ACC is working to avoid its television deal with ESPN. That means... If the four schools that were mentioned go to the SEC, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida State, and Clemson, one school's not mentioned, Duke. Josh, what would happen to ESPN if they lost Carolina Duke in the ACC? Oh, this this report is – this is what I was referencing before when there was talk about those four schools going. This makes no sense. This, this report – I mean, it, just think about it logically once again. ESPN is the exclusive rights holder – 
for both the ACC and the SEC. The deal they have right now is that they are paying $240 million over the next uh, 20 years. Well, from, it was from 2030, uh, 2016 to 2036, so 16 more years left on this deal. 14, whatever it is now, you know, 14, 15, whatever, about a math. But they're paying out about $17 million per year to the ACC. Why would they let Virginia, Clemson, FSU, and Miami out of that deal and then let them go elsewhere to, to drive up the price of another deal they already have. It, w- it would not make a whole lot of sense for the, for this for the television company to do that. They've got Clemson under wraps, which is a really good brand. They've got Florida State and Miami under wraps. The only way it makes a lot of sense is, is if they give it over to, you know, if, if they if it goes to the SEC and it really it jacks up that television deal to the, you know, or, or it, it basically, like the numbers have to add up is what I'm saying here. The numbers have to add up for them to make it a, a financially, you know, strong move. And really, what happened is they probably end up having to pay out more money to those schools than they are right now. So I don't think they're in any rush to have Clemson and FSU and Miami in the in the SEC unless it makes financial sense for them. Also, how could those schools negotiate their own way out? The only way they get to get out is if somebody comes to them and asks them to leave. That's that's the way they want it. Um, that's, that's the way, you know, that's the way OU in Texas tell, say, you know, Hey, they, they were the ones who made the move. No, the SEC came to them and, uh, and, and that's how that got facilitated. So, you know, it'd be really sad if Duke and Carolina got, got broken up. I don't think they will. I think a good, uh, a likely scenario is for both of them to go to maybe the big 10 down the road, but I don't believe that reporting for a second about what's happening you know, with those teams negotiating their way out or ESPN voiding the contract, why are you going to avoid a good deal that's, that's good for you where you still get to keep Clemson, Miami, and FSU under your exclusive thumbprint right now? Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, you know, if you if those schools leave the ACC, which to me is a well-established conference, especially in college basketball. So I'm just fearing if, the, if those schools leave, where is the competitive balance in college sports? if it still even exists? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it would be in the SEC. Well, for basketball, I mean, it would be – it'd still kind of be all over the place, right? Like, the SEC would be adding good leagues. You know, the Big 12 would still have a bunch of really good basketball schools. Um, the Big 10 have a lot of good – I mean, their tournament success, though, has not been very good recently. So, like, I think basketball will be everywhere. I mean, the power concentration is already heading to the Big 2. That's where it's heading now. I just think that it's just kind of a matter of where the rest of the dominoes fall. That's why it's important for the Big 12, if they could snag two brands like Oregon and Washington, you could basically lock up Nike's you know, uh, college football yeah. brand, which is Oregon. You can lock up the Seattle market, which is Washington. And those are both very good brands to have. Uh, that's why you do it, because you actually come to the table with something to offer and also a lot of really good teams. If they're going to expand a Super League you know, type situation to like 60 teams, kind of puts you in a good position to at least have a conversation about that. So balance is heading to the big two. We already knew that though. Uh, just a matter of the, can the big 12 kind of, uh, you know, find a way to compliment them well, I guess. So you think that we could be heading to a situation. I don't know when, but you think we are heading to where we have two super conferences, maybe three, how many, I mean, how many teams would be in those conferences? 24. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to go 24 probably. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's heading that way. And the the one interesting wrinkle that we kind of put aside now is college football playoff expansion, right? Like that is the one thing 
we've actually set to the side because right now we are not sure which conference is going to look like what. But we've got three years really to figure out what's going to happen. I mean, if we kept the system the way it is and you go with the top four, which, you know, honestly, might be the most status quo move ever. It'd be really interesting. There'd still be a lot of cannibalization. You'd be conversations, maybe. Could a conference get like three teams in? I think is something we'd start talking about, which I doubt would happen. Um, but, you know, if we went to a 12-team model where there's auto bids, like which conferences are getting the automatic bids at that point in time? How do you structure it? Is it just the top 12 ranked teams? Because if you did that, you know, you'd have a lot of, you know, it's going to end up being a whole lot of schools from the two power conferences. So there are some big, co- that, that's kind of the next thing I'm, I'm looking at right here is, all right, what does that look like? Because all the moves might not be done by 2025 in terms of conference realignment, but the we know where this is heading. So how does that get reflected on the college football playoff contract they're moving forward? That's a big question here, but it's going to be probably a super two situation. It does feel very much like the uh, Champions League in soccer. For those of you who are not familiar, the Champions League takes the four best teams from every uh, from the top leagues, I should say. So England will get four teams in France and Spain and Germany will all place four teams in the Champions League. And then your Switzerland, the winner of the Swiss League, uh, will get in. And, you know, maybe your Belgium will uh, Belgium will put the two best teams from their league. Scotland will put their league winner. So what you're, see, you're, what you're hearing here is, okay, the big countries are putting in four teams in this Champions League, right? The smaller countries are putting two or one team in this Champions League. And there's even a bunch of small countries, you know, like Moldova's champion gets to play in a playoff to get their way in. I think that is probably what we're heading towards if we're talking about a college football playoff or even a Super League type situation. The England's, the you know, England can be your Pac-10 or your, your Big Ten. Uh, Spain can be your SEC if you want. I'm just throwing that out there. And then, you know, maybe uh, – Maybe the Big 12 is your France and the Pac-12 is your Belgium and so on and so forth. I'm just really starting to think about how these conference tournaments and basketball are going to work if you have 24 team <laughs> leagues. I mean, that's going to be like a, a mini NCAA tournament. I mean, where are we? I mean, where in the world, you know, we're heading to and what it's going to do for things like that conference tournament. And not only that, but if we go to, you know, where we have two super conferences, hopefully three with the Big 12, I mean, what happens to the ACC and the Pac-12? And then on the other hand, what happens to schools like Ball State and Central Michigan, who aren't even in discussions for conference realignment, it feels like? And what happens to schools like Memphis and SMU, schools who should be considered for realignment, who are not? We'll get into that next, Josh, after a word from Rock Auto. That's what this episode is brought to you by. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible For you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why do you want to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And there, how did you hear about us, Box? They know we sent you amazing selection. Excuse me, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 
Josh, neighbors locked on Big 12, hopefully a, a Super 3 conference. Um, I mean, if that's the language we have to use right now, I, I mean, that I I won't mind. It. And by the way, the, the schools you mentioned from the Pac-12 that the Big 12 could target and I think should target, all in. Seriously. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about road trips to Utah, to the West Coast, the Rocky Mountains. I mean, sign me up for that as a Cincinnati Bearcats fan, alum, and Cincinnatian in general. But I have to ask you this. If we go to a Super 3, what happens to the ACC and the Pac-12? I mean, we are we are essentially altering history with this conference realignment in terms of college athletics. We're getting rid of the ACC, which has been a basketball empire, so to speak. We're getting rid of the Pac-12, which, I mean, you know, they, I mean, they have a lot of history. UCLA, it's been around USC, since like the 1920s, I think. The Pacific Coast yeah, Conference has been around has. forever, man. It, it's been around a while. You've got a lot of great programs out there. I know people love to rip on it for their lack of success in the college football playoff era and maybe lack of basketball success. But still, I mean, they brand themselves to the Conference of Champions. What happens to those? What happens to those schools, Josh? Like, what what happens in those conferences if we go to a Super Three conference format? Yeah. Um, I mean, they just, I think they go away. Like, I, I don't, I mean, they need, they need an infrastructure to support themselves. Right. And maybe they team up and get together. I mean, look, maybe the big 12 is in that spot too. Maybe we're being too short-sighted, you know, about this. Um, it's all on the table at this point, right. It's really all on the table. So I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, I really don't. I mean, like besides them just going away, which is a really crappy thing to think, you know, it, uh, it's, it's not a fun thing. I don't say it with any pleasure at all, but I think that's the reality, Alex. So then what happens um, – well, then if you're saying the Big 12 is going to go away potentially, which we, we hope it doesn't, and I don't think it will, but what happens to, to schools like, I mean, uh, Washington State? What happens to Cal? What happens to Syracuse? What happens – I mean, these are big-time programs that I'm rattling off, Josh, and we're just going to say, well, you don't have a conference to play in. Where do they go? I mean, wow. where, yeah, where where do they where do they go? Like, where do they what do they do? Where do they play? Yeah, I mean, that's, maybe, that's something we have to ask. Maybe Phil Castellini has an answer to that question. Where are you going to go? I mean, maybe the right. Reds. Maybe yeah. I mean, not to rip on the Reds owner or anything, which I know people love to do, or the Reds right. chief operating officer, whatever his title is. Anyway, so and then I'm thinking about like I feel bad for schools today, like Ball State, Central Michigan, Florida International, Rice. Schools who aren't even being mentioned in conference realignment. Those schools don't even know what conference realignment is, potentially. Where do they go? So, I mean, they those schools have kind of already been uh, been left out in a way, right? They're kind of already at the altar as it is. So I don't really know, you know, um, I mean, they're kind of already left out like as it is. I think they just, they'd almost kind of get maybe sucked into the FCS level, right? I mean, maybe go down just a bit. But, like, here's the thing is, you know, people care about FCS football because their schools, you know, their, their schools, um, they went there. So people do care about stuff. And that's kind of the big question is, like, you know, will well, – I mean, but here's the thing. Can they financially support a football team is, is a huge question. Will these schools even be able to do that stuff anymore? I mean, it's a huge – yeah, it's, that's a, it's a huge question that, that we're going to have to answer. I think some of them will, but I really don't – I mean – it's tough to think about what happens to those smaller leagues. I know they all have a TV contracts because people care and want to watch them, but they're not nearly worth as much as the other, these other ones are. So 
That is something to watch definitely yeah. for sure. You're spot on. I mean, we're talking about the ACC and the Pac-12 going away. I mean, what's going to happen to conferences like Conference USA and the Mid-American and schools like and conferences like that? And then I think about, okay, I think about a school like Gonzaga who has an unbelievable basketball program. They're in the West Coast Conference. I know they don't have football, which I, I think every Power 5 school that has college basketball has football as far as I'm concerned. And what, what, I mean, what's going to happen to them? Should, could the big, should the big 12 reach out to them and say, Hey, we think you are a great program. Come to the best conference in college basketball. Like, can they do that? Does Gonzaga need a football program? I mean, what are the logistics there? I mean, I, I think Gonzaga, you know, Gonzaga's a really interesting case in all of this, but I think somebody scoops them up because look, they're, you know, they're starting to put guys. I mean, they've, they've put two guys in the NBA in the, in the top, what, three or four picks last couple of years, Jalen Suggs and yeah. then uh, Chet Holmgren. So yeah. once you start doing that and you're putting guys on TV that people want to watch play and, you know, the, you know they're in the NCAA tournament every single year. I mean, they you know, almost won a title if it weren't for Baylor. Like, I, I think that they're going to be okay on the basketball front. I, I, you know, college basketball is still a very, very large industry. It And the one thing that's really valuable about it is that it fills up a lot of television time during the winter months. I mean, from late November all the way through the end of uh, March into, into April, people really do care about it, it, it you know, and, and it fills up so much television programming. Yeah. Think about how much basketball is on on a college basketball Saturday because of how many Division One teams there are, you know, and, and across conferences. So yeah. still a valuable asset, still a valuable product, I think, because of that people are going to watch. I mean, Gonzaga's on ESPN basically every single night, and they're, you know, every single time they play. And, I mean, they're playing like Portland, right? So I, I think that there yeah. is – a desire to have them in a conference where they'd be playing other teams and the travel is going to be a pain in the butt. But yeah, I think, I think they're going to be okay. And maybe they maybe end up being like an independent basketball team. Um, you know, maybe they just, they do the, I mean, which I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened at some point, but um, you know, maybe they're an independent basketball team that goes and plays, you know, a half big 10 schedule, a half big 12 schedule, or a third SE. Like, you know, maybe they do kind of a, uh, they break it up with the conferences because people want to watch Gonzaga basketball on TV. I think that's something that's possible. But I mean, the same question could be asked for, you know, like what happens to the, maybe they join the Big East, right? The Big East is a basketball only league. We don't not, we don't talk about Big East football, you know, at all. So maybe, maybe that's an avenue that they could. So I, I'm not too, I don't think Gonzaga basketball should be too worried, especially if they keep pumping things out the way they do. Yeah, but I mean, get him in a conference like the Big 12, especially if Oregon and Washington uh, join and all these other Pac-12 schools. I mean, the, the travel wouldn't be that. Uh, you had Gonzaga, and the Big Ten can't even say that they have the best conference in college basketball. I mean, they don't, I, though. They, they don't as it is now, but yes, no. I, I, yeah, I agree with Yeah, that. and there's another school. I mentioned this today on Lockdown Bearcats that I think the Big 12 should target. No one's even mentioned it. Louisville. Yeah, so I've seen Louisville, you know, there's some interest in that. I mean, in like how how strong is that brand? How good is that for football? Really how valuable is is Louisville? I don't know the answer to that question. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting question, but I don't know how much value they bring to the – I mean, yeah. look, it's, good. It's, it's a good location to be at for the Big 12. It's a great basketball brand, but I'm not sure how much value it's bringing to you also from a football standpoint. Great basketball brand, bless you. Um, great basketball program, great baseball program. Ge yeah. Geographically, it makes sense because then you have another team in the eastern part of the Big 12 as it is going to be next year. You got Cincinnati, Louisville, West Virginia. You know the Cincinnati-Louisville rivalry is a, a great one, the keg of nails when that was around. 
And Louisville is also a good market to have as far as television is concerned. You've got a passionate fan base. I just think it makes a lot of sense if the Big 12 wants to go that route. And it, again, it remains to be seen what the ACC is doing. But I just think UCLA and USC going to the Big 10 is so massive in terms of the seismic shift in geography. It's massive in terms of these, I mean, the fact that these two brands are going to the Big Ten, I mean, that's it, just the amount of movement that this is going to cause is unreal. Yeah, the, the fallout is going to keep happening. It just, it's going to be a protracted period of time, it yeah. feels like. And then I think about the final thought, Josh, schools like Memphis and SMU, where are they going? Because like those are solid programs. And I'm not sure why the Big 12 didn't target them. Well, I think the four they picked make a lot of sense. Um, you know, they've got TCU already in, DF, in Dallas-Fort Worth. I just don't know how much Memphis football is, is worth right now. You know, I mean, uh, they, they've renovated that stadium and stuff. But like, it's not – it's a good recruiting – it's a fertile recruiting ground for sure. It's just not really a excellent television market. I mean, here you're adding a great football – program a story basketball program in cincinnati you're adding florida and orlando with ucf and a gigantic alumni base byu adding that entire fan base and what they bring in the, you know the, the second biggest independent out there it's also got the religious attachment which is huge and then you yeah. bring in houston which is in the fourth largest television market so like no disrespect to smu or to memphis but i think those four choices do make a lot of sense and also especially cincinnati yeah. providing that kind of partner for west virginia in that area of the country yeah. makes a lot of sense to me too. So Memphis for basketball. Sure. But like that's even, that's a Rocky road, you know, uh, with, with what's going on with Penny Hardaway too. So, you know, I, I think right yeah. now they pick kind of the, the safest options, but Hey, maybe those are schools the PAC 12 reaches out to. I mean, talk about the names of these conferences, PAC 12. Well, if you target a school like Memphis, you're not really a Pacific Pacific athletic conference, whatever that is. Um, and just a side note, like I, I've talked extensively this week about road trips to Provo, Utah, and the unique elements that come with that. Like, I can't wait to experience that, like to go to a game at BYU. When we talk about college football, yeah, you got your blue bloods. They you, they actually wear red uniforms. But when you think of college football, BYU is in that, you know, synonymous conversation, Josh. I feel like that is is the case. Do you? Yeah, no, B, I mean, BYU is, is a really big brand. Uh, it's a huge brand. And, I mean, they have real estate. They basically, they in Utah, like, own the state. That's why it'd be great to have Utah in there. I mean, you bring the Holy War then. Oh. The, the, the conference would be fantastic. Oh. It's, it's a really strong brand. Can you imagine the rivalry in the – oh, man. Right. We. I mean, someone told me recently that we need more rivalries in college football. There you go. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, you're seeing a lot of rivalries get broken up. It'll be great to kind of bring yeah. one together within. You know, they still play the Holy War outside of the conference every single year. There was a time when it was a little bit of time it was off, but I mean, bring that thing in conference would be fantastic. And then you know what you do if the ACC gets dissolved, just bring all the basketball conferences or, or schools back to the Big East and bring back Syracuse and Georgetown and bring back Syracuse and UConn and bring all those rivalries back. I mean, yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe this conference realignment is we're going to blend the old with the new, and I'd be all in. I agree. Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12, my guest today. Josh, thank you so much, as always, for your time. Emergency bonus podcast. But uh, thank you for always your insightful analysis 
on the Big 12, the future home of the Cincinnati Bearcats, as of now, a Power 5 conference. But, <laughs> I mean, by the time this show ends, it may not be. Josh Neighbors, thank you. Uh, Locked on Big 12, Locked on Nationals. You can yes. listen to him on the Locked On Podcast Network. Josh, thank you as always, and uh, best wishes to you. And I'm sure we'll talk again during football season. Thanks, man. Josh Neighbors, Locked On Big 12. So, you think I want Louisville to join the Big 12? <laughs> Just you wait. I got another school up my sleeve. And this one, if, if the Big 12 is able to land this school, <laughs> college basketball season is going to be fun. It's going to be already, though. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I, I said it was going to be that was going to do it for me on uh, the first show today. This, um, yeah, but that's going to do it for me this week here on Lockdown Bearcats. Monday, the school that I want Cincinnati to the school that I want the Big Twelve to target in addition to Louisville, or maybe, eh, you know what? In addition to Louisville, let's get them in too. So Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Louisville, and this school. Oh, if we get this school in the Big Twelve, woo, man. Get ready for some fun and some barking. <clears throat> anyway, um, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. The man you just heard from, Josh Neighbors, takes you around the league in 30 minutes with the local experts from around the league. Lockdown Big 12, make that your second listen. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, up to 307 subscribers and counting. You can also like and share a comment on today's video. Conference realignment discussion continuing next week. I also um, am going to dive into the Bearcats having the best odds to win the American Athletic Conference Championship. You remember how I said you can take that bet to Vegas and win, baby? Well, guess what? You can, because I'm telling you, you can. And then, starting on Thursday, so I got this topic from a colleague of the College Channel Lockdown Pod, of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and what we're going to do is we're going to go back through every game of 2021, what we thought about before the game, what we thought during the game, what we thought after the game about the Cincinnati Bearcats football team last year. I wish this podcast was around this. This is kind of an opportunity for me to make it seem as if it was. It was around during the college football playoff. Then again, I was recording from the balcony of a cruise ship. That was fun. Um, anyway, that's going to be on the show next week. But thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, whatever you do, so you can make Lockdown Bearcats your first listen on Monday. That's when I'll be back. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day.